Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. It is a blessing that God saw fit on this morning to touch you and I with the finger of love, awaken us to see a new day, a day that we've never seen before and we shall never see again. There was nothing that we did that um, would merit us to receive the blessings of this new day, for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But because of his grace, because of his mercy, he's allowed us to see this new day. And in addition to that, it's a bonus that he's created for us, tailor-made mercies for us to wear all during the course of this day. And so for that, I am grateful. I'm Anthony Moore. And I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Missionary Baptist Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland. Honored to have you be a part of this prayer call. On last week, we tackled the whole issue and um, was trying to understand from a biblical perspective, what is a disciple? And we concluded um, last week in our study that a disciple is someone who, number one, follows Jesus. Someone who follows Jesus, number two, is transformed by Jesus. And then number three, is proclaiming his greatness to the world around them. For those of you who may not know, um, the mission of Carolina Church is simply this. This is our mission that governs everything that we attempt to do. And our mission states this, you all, that we are a community of believers who are, one, making disciples, two, maturing believers, and then three, mastering our lives to live to our fullest potential in Christ. I share with you all on last week that every one of us is a disciple of something or someone. Every one of us is a disciple of something and or someone. We have that someone that we look up to or follow no matter what. Or we have that someone or something that we are learning from. As believers in Jesus Christ, um, we seek to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I gave a passage of scripture that I want to continue to unpack on today. Um, I gave unto us um, Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, and it just simply says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In Matthew 4.19, Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And we determined, based upon this passage of Scripture as we unpacked it, that the first mark of a disciple is follow me. That's the first mark, follow me. The second mark that we see in that verse is I will make you. I will make you. I will make you. The first one, follow me. Radical obedience. 
doing what Christ has called and commanded us to do. But then the second one is I will make you. A disciple is someone who not only follows Jesus, is not only someone who's willing to put him above all things in their life and make him Lord of their life, but it's also someone who is transformed by Jesus. I will make you. And that's where I ended last week. I want to pick up at that third mark, which is fishers of men. That's where I want to pick up on today, fishers of men. So Jesus calls them. Jesus calls them to himself. He calls them to himself, transforms them to be more like him. But then lastly, he makes them fishers of men, fishers of men. Mark 4:19. follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men. So Jesus calls them to himself. He then transforms them to be more like him. But then lastly, he makes them fishers of men. The last mark of a disciple is that they have a desire to share Christ with those around them. Now, when we know the great and the gracious and mighty God that we serve, when we truly know him and experience his love, we are not only transformed to be like him, but we also can't help but tell of his greatness to those around us. When his praise is on our hearts, his praise is also on our tongues as well. In Matthew 12, um, the B clause of verse 34 is what it says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this whole idea of becoming fishers of men, the idea behind fishing, um, um, fishers of men, is, is, is an idea that we now work to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let me tackle the idea of fishing for just a moment. Um, when you look at the idea of fishing, uh, it, it's, it's, it's to know the fish that you're looking for, and attract it so that you can make the catch. So to catch a fish, we must know what equipment to use. we got to know the habitat and the depth of the water that we're fishing in, as well as the kind of bait the fish will go after. And after we understand everything we need for real fishing, then how do we relate it to that of being fishers of men? How do we do that? Now, Here's what God does. God asks us to make disciples of all nations. That's in Matthew 28, 18 and 20. He asks us to make disciples of all nations. Just as we need equipment to be fishermen, we also need equipment to be fishers of men. Putting on the armor of God is one way to be ready at all times with everything that we need. When you look at Ephesians chapter 6, and specifically verses 10 through 18, um, we are admonished, we are encouraged to put on the whole armor of God. But I want to focus in on verses 16 and 17 of this whole idea around Ephesians 6 and 10, if we're going to be fishers of men. Especially um, important are the shield of faith, which which we need 
to ward off the opposition from demonic forces who don't want to see men saved by the gospel of Christ. And that's verse 16. So we got to put on the shield of faith. But then also, I think, according to verse 17, we got to put on the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Without these two pieces of spiritual equipment, we will find fishing for men's souls impossible. Now, not only must we have the arm of God as our equipment, but we must also know the fish that we're trying to catch. Knowing the lost condition of the people around us will help us to understand that no matter how good we are at fishing, we will never catch the fish on our own. No reasoned argument will convert the soul of a darkened mind. And here's why. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 tells us this. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, it tells us, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That's 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. But God can and frequently does penetrate the darkness with the glorious gospel, and he uses us to do it. He knows which fish are his. Therefore, you know, it's imperative that we seek his wisdom and his guidance on all of our fishing expeditions as we're trying to win the lost, as we're trying to make disciples. Your prayer is essential. Lastly, we, we must offer the only effective net, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. To those who are perishing, the message of the cross is foolishness, but to us, it is the power of God. The gospel message has the power to change lives, to shine light into darkness and deliver evil men from hell. There is power in no other message and no other net can catch the fish of God. When we look at Romans 1 verse 16, it tells us this, you all. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God for salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. This was Jesus' message um, to Peter and Andrew. He said, follow me, learn me, know and understand my mission and my message. Only then will you be able to be fishers of men. Y'all simply put, a disciple is someone who follows Jesus, is transformed by Jesus, and is proclaiming his greatness to the world around them. Yep, this is infectious. When one disciple follows Christ boldly, it causes others to do the same, and then others to do the same. Disciples who make disciples, who make disciples to the ends of the earth. Simply put, you all, a disciple is someone who follows Jesus, 
is transformed by Jesus and is proclaiming his greatness to the world around him. Listen, thank you all for allowing me to give you all these instructions on what God is requiring of us, and that's to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I want to ask you all to pray with me today um, for persons who are on our prayer list. We received biblical instructions. Now it's time for us to intercede on behalf of others. Jackie Thomas, would you pray? Deacon Sharon Derham, Gary Davis, and Mary Davis, Evelyn Mack, Martina Baxter, would you pray for Velda Jones and Elois and Rico Dix and Deacon Ruby? Would you pray for Michael Holmes, for Kelly Wilson? For Bishop Cedric Brown, for Pastor Stephen Tucker, for Pastor Dwayne Simmons, would you pray for Deacon Ethel Jacobs, Sharetta, would you pray, who was recently drugged, beaten, and raped? We lift her in prayer today. We're praying today for Gary Barty, his wife and daughters. We lift him in prayer. Thank you for the prayers um, that went up last week for um, Chris and Krishan and their newborn baby. Would you continue to pray for mom's recovery and for the child's good health? We're praying today for families, for marriages. We're praying for relationships. We're praying today for you who are on this call and for those persons connected to you. Would you help me today to to pray, Father, in Jesus' name? For many, our hearts are heavy. Our burdens are many. For many, God, on this call even now, there is confusion in our minds, frustration in our hearts. For many, there are tears in our eyes. So, God, we determined that on this morning that we would rise early and cast all of our cares upon you because we know without a doubt you care for us. We know that you care because in our worst state, God, you saw fit to love us so much that you gave your only son, Jesus, to die that we might have a right to the tree of life. So, Lord, we thank you today for being our source, for being our strength, for being that that which has sustained us to this very moment. 
We refuse to allow the enemy to shut our mouths and to not give you credit, to not hollow with your name for the greatness that you, in fact, have hewed out upon us and this world. So, Lord, we thank you. And with all that we are going through, God, we cast it upon you. We trust you. God, we trust you. God, we trust you. We pray today, God, that we would um, gird ourselves in your armor. God, it is our desire to gird ourselves in your armor, God. We, we want to put on all of that which you've called us to wear. Lord, we need you. You told us to be strong in you and the strength of your might. That we might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. We thank you for your word of helping us to know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against the authorities, against the powers over this present darkness, against spiritual wickedness, even in high and heavenly places. God, we want to we do what you've called us to do, and that is to stand. And we, even when we've done all that we know to do, to continue to stand. God, we are putting on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, putting on shoes on our feet, the readiness that's given by the gospel of peace, God. In all circumstances, Father, we're taking up the shield of faith so we can extinguish all of the flaming darts that the devil throws at us. We're placing on our helmet of salvation. God, the sword of the spirit, we need your word. Father, we need you. We need you. We need you. Because we can't do anything without you. So, Lord, I pray today that you would hear our prayer. God, meet every one of our needs. I pray today, God, that you would get glory from our lives and that, Lord, we will be the disciples that you are calling us to be. Father, we pray today that our tongues will be utilized to tell of your greatness and your goodness, to tell about how you delivered us. Father, we refuse to be silent and we refuse, God, not to demonstrate behavior and actions that are associated with you and your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for giving us another opportunity to get it right for you. Now, Lord, hear our prayer. Heal. Deliver. Restore. God, renew in the name of Jesus. Reset for some of us, God. 
what needs to be reset. Give us what we need to get through the season in which you've placed us. God, we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, thank you all so very much for your time today. And uh, may God continue to bless you and keep you. I want you to take these principles I've given to you as we laid out Matthew 4.19 before you and literally make it a part of your life. Now, on your mark, get set. Let's grow. I want you to have a great day on purpose. Know that I love you much. God bless you.